capital culture has enabled a different and a new atmosphere in state politics. This is The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a podcast going beyond the politics and policies to focus on the people who lead in our communities, states, and nation. Conversations that restore the civility we need in our politics while promoting the integrity we need in our leaders. The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a resource from Oklahoma Capital Culture. Pastor Harder, you are recognized for the message and prayer today. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Well, what is the best way to start a speech, to commence a lecture, or begin a book? It's not hard to believe the subject has been greatly researched. There are a number of solid ways to go. One of the best beginnings open with a question what I just did. Some of your audience may have an answer or realize they don't have one and now they really want to know. It may be that they weren't interested in the question at all, but suddenly and without realizing it, now they are. It doesn't really matter to the writer or the speaker or the teacher. You've achieved your goal. They're paying attention. But the very best way that continually tops the list of how to begin a speech is once upon a time. Four words that are immediately recognizable. We're about to hear a story. The power of story runs deep in human nature and in societies going as far back as we know. In more recent times, a school of psychology often called for Carl Jung delves into the great stories and narratives that give shape and resilience, meaning to our lives, such as the hero's tale. The name C.S. Lewis is familiar to many of us, a noted public philosopher and theologian, apologist of the 20th century, but that was more or less a hobby. By trade, Lewis was a scholar of medieval literature. He was an authority on the subject of story. When he checked a book out of the library, he would sign the card upon returning it. It's a process and a practice my children will never know anything about. But when he signed the card to return the book, he would put his name and the date as was required, but he might add a note. It was his way of appraising the story he just read, once and never again. And the reason is self-explanatory. Lewis would say, there are some stories you read one time and that's it. Then there are those stories, ones you'll pick up over and over again. A tired parent at the end of the night may shrug at these words, but you really love to hear them. Read it again. A great story will create a whole world that exists in your mind. It's a place you want to go to, characters you find you care about. The book of Proverbs doesn't seem to be a story like that. It's not a narrative with a plot line to follow, at least not at first glance. But there are characters. Get to know the characters of Proverbs and discover a plot does take shape. 
through this collection of almost a thousand seemingly random wise sayings. We get some specific characters, God, of course, but also kings and rulers. Righteous lips are a king's delight, and he loves one who speaks honestly. Wisdom herself is personified as a mother. Her ways are pleasant, and all her paths are peaceful. There are four main characters in the Proverbs. First, the wise. Theirs is a life marked by favor and peace, success, not necessarily as the world defines it, but the success of a life well lived. The wise person will sometimes be called prudent or sensible, even righteous at times. Now, while righteousness in the Bible is a matter of a person's relationship with God, righteousness is measured by a person's relationships with other people. How you relate to God cannot help but be betrayed by how you treat other people. The wise person understands this one absolute truth. When it comes to your life, you only get one bite at the apple. Maybe not the best metaphor. Let me, let me say it another way. The wise person knows you only get one chance at yesterday. And knowing it actually changes the way you will choose to live today. Second is the simple. Now, don't let your defenses go up at that word. We hear it in a derogatory way. But the Proverbs use the word to mean a person who's still growing, who hasn't yet committed to either wisdom or folly. And because of this, they can be easily misled. The inexperienced one believes anything, but the sensible one watches their steps. The third character the Proverbs call the fool. Now, if the simple bothered you, that word will really grate us today. But that's not new. In the ancient world, you were very careful who you called foolish. Jesus himself warned to call someone foolish is to invite the judgment and wrath of God. As I've said before, the Proverbs don't make you smart. This is not a book of education, though there is a lot to learn from it. The character of the foolish person is not one who is unlearned, but unlearning, not willing to learn. You could argue there's an additional character, or perhaps they could also be considered a more severe version of the foolish. The Proverbs call that person the scoffer. For the scoffer, it's not enough to simply ignore wisdom, but every moment is an opportunity to mock. The temptation's just too strong. We all know there's a problem in our world with social media, but is it possible the true tragedy is that wisdom is just beyond the grasp of so many, but the opportunity to mock is creating an impregnable wall keeping us from it. The fourth character is the one who is wise in their own eyes. And this one is in the worst of all conditions because it's very difficult to convince yourself you may not be right. The Proverbs warns such a person is not beyond all hope 
but almost. In our world, we know there is something simply evil about deceit, dishonesty, but the worst kind of deception is self-deception. Those are the main characters of the Proverbs, and we come across them throughout this collection of wise sayings. It's true, you will not find a finely crafted thread, a plot line for any of them, but that's not what King Solomon wants us to find. Rather, get to know each character, learn from them, each have something to teach us, because there is yet one final character in the Proverbs. The more you read, the more you will see them. And there is a plot line for this final character, though it's not quite clear which way their story will go. In fact, theirs can be the hero's tale, too. The final character you will find is you. How will you choose to live today? Will you say at the end of today and at the end of your days, it was success, a life well lived? Thank you for listening to The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a podcast from Oklahoma Capital Culture. Oklahoma Capital Culture is a nonprofit organization shaping a culture of civility, integrity, and servant leadership among policymakers through nonpolitical and nonpartisan engagement. Learn more about Oklahoma Capital Culture and how you can help shape the leadership culture at www.capitalculture.com. Original music heard on The Leaders We Need, provided by Scott Allen Matthews at mypodcastmusic.com.